What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. Today we have an amazing guest, personal friend of ours. He's a tremendous leader. He is the manager for the Equinox Clubs in Chicago. This man is a true leader. He's an educator. He is also part of the boards of NCSF and now is joining PPSC. Please help me welcome the one and only Arlen Guerrero. It's time to sweat it out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. He's a friend. He was my manager at one point. Hey. Woo! He is a strong leader. He is part of the Equinox family. This man is a tremendous educator. He is also a great person. I don't know what else to say. He is also on the (laughs) NCSF team and he's also joining the ppsc team this guy's doing it all please help me welcome arlen guerrero how's it going brother good man you rolled the r's better than joshua you already know <laughs> well i'm a gringo man <laughs> we we are both gringos i'm just a latin gringo just you're, so you're a latin gringo? <laughs> gringo yeah man no Jesus. spanish you don't speak spanish uh you know what it's not as good as my english i'll put it to you that way <laughs> so that that's a goal of mine i uh i realized that I, I turned down like two job opportunities because i didn't speak spanish fluently to teach so imagine you doing your training sessions but in spanish so I, it's challenging anthony you do that you do that I, now I've, right i've done i've done those and I've, I've i even have one person now who i do the business coaching and um they yeah. speak they speak english but they love speaking spanish that's their first language but they speak english uh, pretty fine but we catch each other sometimes just talking in spanish because they that's their primary <laughs> language so it's funny but i like it because it really it really does help keep even my spanish stronger but um i even yeah. i even remember back in the training days you know when you would get those uh either brazilian or colombian clients and they only speak spanish yeah man it's, you know? uh, was that your forte man the colombian and, and... <laughs> that's it that's all he it trained was my forte. <laughs> <laughs> how about josh huh I mean, yeah. obviously, we I, everyone knows that they're my forte. What was your I lo- favorite Spanish word with your clients? <laughs> <laughs> I only know bad words in Spanish. Those are all, the only words I know. That's it. He can go down the laundry. You get list. listen. You get screamed at by an Argentinian ex-wife enough, you're gonna know all of the bad words. Oh, well, that's a good thing. You had time to learn at least a pretty decent in amount in the doghouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the doghouse. So how have things been, man, for you? Everything good up there? You're in Chicago. It's got to be yeah. getting cold. You know, it. I was uh, talking to someone the other day, and that I, I think like my life felt like it changed overnight. Um, I, I think living in Miami for 15 years, from like 2004 to 2019, it's a different way of life. And I was 18 when I moved there for college. I was like a knucklehead, you know, so Chicago's the Midwest. Uh, there's a Midwest charm here that I'm getting used to because uh, <laughs> it's a little different. Yes, it is. That. Yes, it yeah. is. <laughs> so from how you handle your personal training sessions and random people say hi to you and they want to know what you're 
how's your day going? And yeah, you don't get that I'm down like, here, down here a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. someone says, hi. I'm like, what are you trying to sell me right now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Come on. Just get it out. You're not like yeah, Josh cursing at your clients. Huh? Just get it out, <laughs> yeah. man. Come on. Get we're... it out. Give me your pitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's different. It's different. Yeah. But it's, it's been really great. I got to admit, uh, there's a lot of things I'm very fortunate about, especially after COVID. 100%. And yeah. and I, w- I wanted to actually ask you about that because, you know, you being a manager, working for a, a corporate company, being known Equinox, which most people know what Equinox is. Um, and, yeah. and it's a very successful uh, gym, you know, for any, you know, new coach who's, who's starting their career, definitely you want to get your feet wet. And if you are, it'll be at Equinox. Um, they will teach you mm-hmm. everything. Um, and I'm not just saying that to say that it's the truth. But <laughs> with that being said, I know it, it was it was definitely a struggle because I've also spot, spoke to a lot of other Equinox coaches. I know we kind of spoke about this a little bit off the camera, you know, on, on certain yeah. conversations on our own. Um, how did that impact you when if when you first got notice that the gyms were going to be closed and everything was just up in the air? Uh, I think my ego was really hit hard because your legs are cut from under you, right? So. Uh, being an educator, right. With NCSF mean that I can't do that. Right. I can't go nationally and teach workshops. So there's no flying and there's no online content for them that I would teach in a zoom. Uh, I realized I didn't, wasn't as good as I thought I was in delivering virtual training options. So my client list wasn't ready to be virtual. Um, and then I also realized I didn't do a good job of preparing the team, like my own team to prepare to take on the business. You know, I have at the time I had 60 trainers. So I had two clubs here. So one at the loop and one at Gold Coast. And, you know, I I realized that there was a lot of things I needed to put uh, a priority in so that I can be prepared for it, you know? So it it definitely impacted me in a way that I was like, man, I'm, I got caught uh, backpedaling. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't ready to take this on and I think we can all say that, right? Yeah. If we we're mm-hmm. going to do it all over again, it would be hindsight 2020. Um, and it took me a week or two. I'm like, what am I going to do? <laughs> like, yeah. how am I going to make this work? And um, I ended up getting a position to like, like some work to work on an app to help deliver workouts and programming. So I brought in some cash doing that. I started changing my mindset on how am I going to help trainers and just really just giving them the notion that like, Hey, we're, we're, we're going through this together, a little bit of vulnerability. Um, that took a lot. How, how was that? You know, a couple of questions here. How was that shift for you in, in mindset? You know, what were some of the thoughts that were going through your head and you know, how, how did you find a way or, or what way did you find to get, the trainers that are working under you at Equinox to be prepared in case, you know, something does happen again where we have to lock down. Like right now. Right, like right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we've had about, I'll say 60% of our trainers leave. So, you know, our staff has been cut in half. Um, and really it was doing three things and really just sticking to three values and, and I'm going to get to like, what are the, what's the mindset that happened? But the three value is creating opportunity with business, whatever that is, if for whatever person is in front of me, how am I going to create an opportunity for you? 
Two, can I educate that person so that post-COVID, do they have the skills to deliver the training session, the communication, as well as the, the confidence in delivering their product? And then finally, the positivity, the morale. So how can I create a positive atmosphere when people aren't wearing masks and there's no visual recognition that someone's smiling? That, hey, like, even though you're six feet away, like, this is my virtual pump. Like, great job today or whatever it is, right? Um, and honestly, it, it the, the mindset, my, my thoughts were very much like, I don't know if I could do this. Like, you know, I don't know. So I, I searched, uh, I can't tell you how many times I watched the Jocko or Goggins motivational video oh, on the way to work. <laughs> Legendary. And, those two guys. Yeah. And you need a little I, motivation. I, you go, you go right to them. Yeah. I put on good from Jocko, like I think 50 times. I don't know. I like, it just allowed me to create this not victimless attitude, you know, and that we're just going to get 1% better. Um, and that's really the, what we did. We were just like, Hey, we're just going to get 1% better today. Maybe I make a trainer happy. Maybe I pick up a new client. Maybe we get someone in the door. Maybe I have a great workout. I don't care. Um, and that really helped. Yeah. And I'm glad that you kind of brought that up at the end there, right? About thinking of personal wins as, you know, overall wins, right? Because, you know, yeah. uh, Americans are defined by work and work ethic. Yeah. But that comes at a detriment of like, our self-care and, and, and what we're doing in order to make sure that we can get the most out of work while we are there, 100%. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it is so important that people realize that, you know, like you said, just did even me getting a call and we talk about this all the time, like every chance that we get where we can actually get a good workout and we're like, fuck man, I feel, you know, like I needed that, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I need it. I really needed mm-hmm. that. And now I have that, that added boost to kind of, get more motivation or, or get more focus and, and move forward through my day. So, so thank you for bringing up that up, man. Cause it, it is really important. How have your trainers, uh, you know, received that, that information, that coaching from you? Uh, you know, I think, I think the best way to explain this guys, I, I went through a huge personal transition after, uh, after I was at Coral Gables. And really what happened was I started realizing that you need to build some integrity and values on what you want and be consistent as possible. And that will allow you to build a team or a culture of people that want to work for you. So it's like saying like, why are the Patriots great? It's not the players, it's the system. Mm -hmm. So I look at it as like that. It's like, okay, if I treat it like I'm Bill Belichick, then I'm going to have some players that are going to do really well with me. And I'm going to have some players that are like, I can't stand you. Like, this is not working. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, we're going to find a compromise or, you know, I'm sorry, this is just the way we're running the team within the confines of Equinox. And it, it has rubbed some feathers the wrong way, but it always ends up in the long term building a really, really strong group of trainers that want to work together for one purpose. Um, and the, and the response has been great, you know, for the trainers are great. And the ones that haven't, I take the feedback into consideration and try not to be reactionary uh, because you're not going to make everyone happy. That's like, right. I'm sorry, it's yeah. not going to happen. 
Yeah, it's like, and I, it's, it's like yeah. I tell people all the time. You know, you you try to serve everybody, you don't serve anybody. So you got to find nope. who you're here to serve and work with those people and grow with those people. And I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you. With that being said, what make what what defines your type of culture? Because I know at the end of the day, you know, you're still under the umbrella of Equinox or certain parameters mm-hmm. and things you guys have to follow and and rules and set standards. But but what makes your culture different at your location, the team you run, than all the other teams and all the other managers' locations that they run? Uh, that's a big question, Anthony. I hope this doesn't go all over. Coming with the heaters for the legend <laughs> himself. Oh, man. Come on, man. We know you too well. We're not tossing uh, softballs it, over nah. here. Uh, <laughs> no. All right. I'll make it easy. So, honestly, it's it's uh, it, it bears down to grit. And what do I mean by that? Um So a lot of people come to Equinox and they're like, I have this passion. I want to help people. Everyone says that when you're in front of me, you had eight hours of sleep, (laughs) you eat breakfast, you have money in the bank, you haven't been rejected yet, and you're ready to impress me. And what happens is, you know, over time, that passion descends a decrease and there's no persistence. And there's this book that I read by Angela Duckworth, Grit. And I love that book. She talks about, yeah, passion times persistence equals grit. And what happens is there's a high level of passion and that persistence does not occur because there's too many challenges along the way. And they're like, oh, I really don't like helping people that much. I haven't slept. I, I don't have as much money in my bank account. I got rejected 10 times. And that's just part of life. Like, I don't know what position that's going to drive the results you're looking for financially and, and emotionally and spiritually that you're going to have no like roadblocks. So I, I think I really try to drive that home. Everyone. I'm like, what, what do you want to do here? Like, why are you here? And then, you know, what are some challenges that are coming across your way and how are we going to move that? Mm-hmm. And, and there's no fluff. I think that's what I lack. I think that's an opportunity for me, but I don't fluff anything. And I'm like, look, your conversion rate is 30%. You haven't been working out. You're, you're in a bad mood when you're in your sessions, like what's going on. And, you know, it's not sunshine and rainbows, but when things are great, things are great. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, buy you breakfast. I'm going to buy you coffee. We're going to have a good time here, but we need to get to that point. You need For to sure. earn that. Uh-huh. And I think that's, that's very important. And I think also at the same time, you see what me and Josh talking about all the time. We actually mentioned our last podcast, but you know, there, there's a difference too, between like, you know, there's things you don't like to do and what you love. And you got to understand mm-hmm. that you have to do certain things that you don't like regardless to yeah. be able to get the accomplishment you want because you love it so much and you have to be willing to take those hits so you can get that beautiful result that you wanted but i feel like a lot of people the moment they get a taste of that unknown that uncomfortability it's like oh my god i don't like this anymore this sucks yeah. this is not for me and it's not that it's not for you it's just you don't know how to deal with uncomfortability and you don't want to deal yeah. with it and i think it's there's a lot of people who actually give up sometimes on some big opportunity or some things that they really loved and they give up on mm-hmm. it because they got a taste of that uncomfortability. They got a taste of being, you know, in the unknown because this is not what they regularly knew or they never got hit that the, the way they got hit in that situation. Yeah. And it pushes them off. So what are some of the things you do as far as like, I know you read, you, you obviously name, naming, you can read, <laughs> you Man, know, I, I got the alphabet down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But, but what are some of the sources and what are some of the things you teach your coaches whenever they experience these these moments, these tribulations, these, you know, freak out, you know, freak outs that might 
steer them the direction that you don't you don't feel that they should be steered or that it's actually going to take them off course and not focused in what are some of these tools that you use and sources you give them yeah it, you know i think uh i use some motivational interviewing more than anything and like just a really important tact is just to be curious I think the hard part as, as managers, especially when you're, when you've been to six clubs, two States, you're like, okay, I know it already. Right. And we don't like, you don't, everyone's a little different and, you know, being able to just work through like, Hey, like, tell me, tell me more. And they just need to talk through stuff and organize their thoughts, the pros, the cons, ambivalence. And then as well as like, okay, let's say you don't work here. What would that do? And let's say you are hitting 150 sessions. What does that do? And, and it's, it's crazy because I start to realize at least recently, some people are scared of being successful. Mm -hmm. They're overwhelmed about their time. And I think, uh, Tim Ferriss does a really good job in four hour work week, not to work four hours, but just how to allocate your time to things that are important. Yeah. Uh, and, and that, that's something that I'm still working through on how to teach because I had a trainer tell me today, he's like, yeah, you know, I set aside two hours to work out. And I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, like, what? Two hours? Like what? Like, I know you're not powerlifting. So what are we doing? You know? So, um, and it's like, I can't insult this person. I can't do that. I, that's, that's his reality. That's his truth. So working through with some curiosity is really helpful. Yeah. And, you know, Equinox is one of those companies too, where like, if you, if you really want to maximize your time and you you want to crank out some sessions, like they're going to, you know, they're not going to let you, they're not going to hold you back. They're going to let you do it, you know, which is great. I mean, we've all been in that position, the three of us where, you know, doing 152, you know, even 200 sessions yeah. and you're right. Like it, it does. Once you get to you, everyone thinks like, Oh, I want to make the most amount of money and I want to do this. And it's like, I mean, We've mentioned this guy before on the podcast before with someone like David Rochefort, like, you know, dude's a robot. He's blending his food. He's yeah. Blending, his blending, blending his food in order to be able to go like eat it quicker and then go back to his sessions. Like I've yeah. never seen someone like that, but his work ethic is incredible. And he, the dude makes a ton of money and he does a great job for Equinox. Yeah. But looking at him, I was like, okay, I want to do that. And then I finally hit 200 sessions one month and I was like, I'm good. Like I, I'm, <laughs> I'm good on this. Like, okay, I did it. I checked yeah. that box. I hit 200 sessions. Like, I don't need to go back to this anymore. Like I need to figure out a way to, to reallocate my schedule so that I can do what is best for me. Right. Because I thought that my form of success was going to be, you know, cranking out sessions and doing what David was doing until I realized yeah. like, I don't want to be blending my food or inhaling it in 30 seconds and, and going back to sessions, you know? So, uh, I, I really do think that, you know, as you were saying, people are unafraid of being successful, but I don't think a lot of people understand what success means yep. for them the as an individual. Mm -hmm. You know, how, how do you go about teaching, you know, younger trainers who maybe are just getting started or, or, you know, even, even the members that you work with, right? Like what, what mm -hmm. really, what is success defined in your book? How do you get people to, how do you pull that out of people? Yeah, I, I think, uh, I'm really with, with us, I would say with newer trainers, I tell them that right now you're process driven and they're like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, you said that you want to do 10 grand a month, right? So that's typically a certain amount of sessions. And I'm like, well, that's great. Right now, can we honestly say that you have the capacity to program, work out, take care of your loved one and travel to work as well as uh, make sure you're training these clients all in the right now. 
like right now? And they're like, absolutely not. And I'm like, okay, so let's work on some core values that you need to do daily, like a daily practice to make sure that you're able to do this. Right. And, uh, you know, again, it's, it's kind of like I'm setting them up for failure because they're like, Oh no, no, no. I'm going to, I'm going to set up my programming. And I'm like, okay, well, where are you programming? You program in the break room because people are going to interrupt you. When are you working out? Are you working out with intention? Or are you just like, Checking like, out. or are you just randomly doing it? Right. So I try my best to get an outcome goal for them. I think that's important to hear them out. And I'm like, Hey, staple this on your locker or something. Right. I print it out for them. And then, um, we got to think of some habits for them to build. Right. Because people fall back on programming. People don't sleep enough. People aren't taking care of themselves. Uh, I'm a huge advocate. If you're in the best shape of your life, you're usually a pretty good trainer at that point, as long as you have some level of, of, of being humble, mm-hmm. right? Some people do go too far on one end that they're only concerned about themselves, right. not their clients. That, that also happens. I really love that you brought this up. And I wanted to ask, ask you from something mm-hmm. that Josh said, and you kind of touch upon uh, the overall health and success of, of the well-being of your workout, having, you know, time for your loved ones, you know, your yeah. money, all that stuff, which is important. Knowing that there are top producers and, and, and freak producers like we have experienced at Equinox, like Josh mentioned, and yeah. he hitting those sessions. We obviously know that all managers and, and, and obviously, you know, in, in the corporate setting, there's numbers to be hidden. You need to yeah. hit numbers. You get bonuses. You hit certain levels. It looks good. It makes the it makes that club prosper. When do you know as a manager when you might have to step in with a trainer who might be just over accessing himself because he's not he's just doing way too many sessions and now he's not taking care of his body. He's not making time for maybe his level for himself and he's going to crash burn out and then it might go south. When do you as a manager yeah. step in and you tell them, look, it's OK if you need to do less sessions, but start paying attention to you? Yeah, I, I think. uh it's a little bit to, to Josh's point, like, um, what's your success, right? If you're like, I kind of, I was questioning someone today because they're like, yeah, I want to be successful as a trainer financially. I'm like, okay, what is that? And I'm like, she's like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, but let's say you hit that, right. You're going to be the same person when you hit that. So does that mean you're happy or does that mean you're just going to want to be a little bit above that and a little bit above that? Because then you're, you're really not heading a destination. Like you're, you're really just like on a treadmill. There's no path. So it's really defining like that. Why behind that. And then after that is, you know, taking a step back and looking at the bigger picture. Like, are you able to handle this? Like Josh said, he wasn't able to handle 200 sessions after a month. It's like, how sustainable is this for the next six months? And most of the, most of the answers are no, I can't do that. And the ones that have said they can, you know, I told you so. It was probably in order at that point. They'll come <laughs> office, right? And I'm just look at them and I'm like, what did I say? And he's like, just let it happen. Say it. I'm like, I told you so, you know? Um, and that's okay though. I think all trainers need to go through these peaks and, and valleys of like, they need their own medicine. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. Like I'm, I tell people like hit 200 once, hit 160 once and it's then rough. come back. Yeah. It's rough. But I think I think it you is. bringing this bringing this matter up. I think it's super important, especially to hear from a manager standpoint, because you know 
and I'm not saying, oh, but you know, you're going to get those managers who just want to drive numbers, who want to try to yeah. pull from their, their trainers and like, no, no, keep pushing more. You got, you could do more, you could do more. And it's just like, <laughs> and that's what I love about you, man. And I remember even experiencing you at the club and it was just, you know, that assertiveness of, Hey, how are you doing? You know, are you feeling yeah. good? You know, are you happy? Did you get your workout in? You know, are you happy with your, your, your numbers? Are you not, you know, what do you need? You know, and I, and I know off the bat, Obviously, we knew in a personal that we hung out and, and got together as well. But you always yeah. cared about the individual, you know, even first, I think, above anything, because you knew that if you cared about the individual, the numbers would come and you'll find that number that makes sense for them to actually, you know, hit in the first place. Because if you go to think about it, if you're driving, 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 great, you might hit a few numbers for a certain point and then you burn out and you're crashing. Now you're barely hitting any numbers or, yeah. you know, you're going the opposite where they're so scared and now they're not hitting any numbers at all. But if you've kind of helped them to just be happy, then at least, man, they're full time hitting a good set of numbers and everybody across the board is putting their fair share. And I got to give kudos to you on that because, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you come across, you know, a manager like yourself, that's where you see, you know, trainers grow, clubs grow, and you see a, a balance yeah. all around. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate that. I, I have to admit, uh, and this is like the utmost truth. That's something I'm working with here that it's a little bit of the opposite. My, my mentality in Miami was very welcoming and warm just moving to Chicago, it's too intense for some people. Like they feel like I need to spend a little bit more time with how you doing. What does that look like? What'd you do this weekend? Did you pick apples? Like, I don't, it's just different for me. Right? <laughs> so I'm not going to lie to you. And I think it's great. I think, I think that's, I, I got my own medicine where I thought I was good at that, but I need to be better. Mm. Um, and I, and you know, I, what I will say though, is, you know, the, the, the success of any team, as much as we want to say it's numbers, guys, like uh, I could care less what that end budget is, because if if really you look at that number, it's pretty like ambiguous. Like, who cares? Because if I get 10 trainers to pick up two clients, we got 20 extra clients for the month. Yep. That's what I care about. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I'm just going to get bogged down staring at my budget for the month. Like it just doesn't. Cause then I, you know, you just end up like looking at trainers as numbers and like, Oh, this person could do this. And it, it doesn't help like on the daily grind yeah. at all. And so. it, you know, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because you know, I've been in the position before uh, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus, but I've been in the position before working, <laughs> uh, working under a manager, which is a surprise for me. Usually I'm the first one to like, Oh, there's, there's more room under there for you. You're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I think we can squeeze you in there. <laughs> But, oh, you know, where I was like, you know, I, I know I'm doing really, I think I was hitting like 145 sessions, yeah. maybe a little over that. And I'm like, you know, I, uh, well, I think you could get, you could pick up one more two two people. Yeah. But like, I, I want to be able to do all this extra stuff. I want to get more in my social media. I want to, yeah. But like, yeah. We, you know, we could really use you to pick up a couple. It's like, but I'm telling you that I, I don't, yeah. I not only do I not want to do that, I have other interests and I might get burnt out like you were saying before, you know? So I I think there really is that balance between figuring out like, okay, well, what's, what's best for the company in the bottom line and what's best for the trainer. Because at some point, like if we get too far into one area or the other, then, you know, someone's going to be upset. But if we find a happy balance, then, you know, eventually when they are ready to take that next step and they are ready to, you know, maybe uh, continue building their business, then you can really reach out and be like, okay, you're ready to go. Now's the time. I got the things that, that you need to do and, and you can move forward from there. Yeah. You know, you can't tell LeBron to play harder. 
Like, <laughs> it's not gonna help. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, Listen, I appreciate the 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 analogy between me and LeBron, um, right? Yeah. Oh, look yeah. what you did, bro. Look what you did. Yeah. Oh shit. Now I'm gonna hold hear on. This. I think I need to pull my headphones oh, out a little man. more. Yeah, for... his, head, <laughs> yeah. his mic. Jeez. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with that. I, I think you're totally right. I mean, I've caught myself plenty of times, and you know, I've I've apologized. I'm like, man, that's that was really selfish of me. I shouldn't have asked that, right? Um, I think it's you know, everyone has a management style. You know, I walked in to a management um, style by one of our good friends, Josh Todd. Hey, and we're just opposite. We're friends. We're just opposite in the leadership board. Mm. Uh, and Todd is very good with that. Like he's very good with checking in with you, following up. He goes that triple mile, like just extra. And I just don't like, I, I don't know. It's just different, you know? So well, he's, he's I from Michigan, he's you know, right? So, oh yeah, I know. He's b- born and bred corn fed, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was, he got married at Spartan stadium. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Big boy. I mean, come on. I know. Yeah. I we've been trying We've been trying to figure out a time we can get him and Katie on the podcast. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. uh, I don't know, man. He just told me he's moving to Detroit. He moved to Detroit. I'm like, well, bro, you, you just picked the coldest cities in America to live in. Like yeah. you, you moved from Miami to Chicago, then to, it just gets to, colder. to New York and yeah. now in Detroit. Like, next, bro, is, next is Equinox opens one up in Alaska. Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to end up there for sure. Oh, oh man. man. So, yeah. so brother, yeah. I got to ask you, what have you been up to? Um, recently with um the the certifications that um the companies that you're working for with ncsf and ppsc what yeah. are, what congratulations are on that by the way man huge yeah. huge yeah, thing huge, for you thank huge. you so what Appreciate are those it, man. yeah it's oh, man it's it's been weird i uh and then when i say weird it's because everything happened at once so at equinox as you guys know there's a tier x program so it's it's an escalated uh, elevated program pertaining to personal training it's more geared around uh coaching and like taking more data specifically around like metabolic rate active metabolic rate testing rest metabolic rate so i i pretty much you know started that last december and with that i also um had john russin ppsc come and teach and uh we were staying in contact like every month like just on facebook and like instagram social media it's amazing guy and he's yeah great. he's yeah. awesome he's yeah he came intense. on the podcast a while back yeah yeah i know i i listened to that one he's oh, super he's, i was yeah. like man did you breathe bro we were we were <laughs> we so were like, we were so hyped we we're like man i feel like i need to fucking run through yeah, a wall we're, right we're now like work out right I, now. Yeah, and that. i definitely need to work on my public speaking he's unbelievable so he did just an amazing job just staying in touch you know he's just that guy and he allowed uh you know really one of his uh, educators to come to chicago i filled it up as far as with trainers to show up and 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 do the workshop uh and we pretty much you know he he knows that i taught and stuff like that he has that understanding and then you know the way i conducted myself in both workshops and my interactions with him he pretty much said like hey listen like i I would love to offer you an opportunity um i didn't want to poach but now that equinox is a very different equinox he's like would you like would you be interested and i'm like absolutely and 
there's a lot behind that though, guys. So we, you know, I had to go to like four different workshops after that to come extremely familiar with the material. And then I was on zoom calls like one or two times a week practicing the information. So, you know, um, what you see at the workshop, the final product comes with a laundry list of like check boxes. Like, can he deliver the information? Is he likable? Does he like speak with conviction? You know, can he, can he drive analogies? You know, is he funny? Uh, and that was great. You know, having John do that, his director of education, uh, Cliff, uh, Harsky. So it's, it's been, it's been a ride doing that. And then tier X, awesome. uh, mixing them together. Um, uh, I see those really, biceps really are getting a little bigger. Time. You've you've been really putting in the work with PPSE. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, what were some of those? Uh, <laughs> sure. What were some of the takeaways you took from PPSE? What what have you added on? Into, yeah, because we uh, took it. A, we, we took it a little while back when they were down here. Yeah, it's great. Uh, absolutely great certification, by the way, for anyone yeah, uh, who wants to learn. Yeah. You know, a, a tried and true system on on strength and performance. You guys got to check out one of these certifications because. They are uh, information packed, but uh, very digestible and, and ready yeah. to use right away. Yeah. Simple too. Simple. Yeah, to I, I think I think that's exactly what it is. Like what you guys just said, it's it's not specific dogma, right? It's not mm-hmm. a kettlebell. It's not a barbell course. It's not a mace course. It's a course to help develop a systematic approach to create an individualized program so this person can maximize their performance. It just so happens that this approach allows pain to be alleviated. That's it. That's really all it does. Um, and I've utilized it with warmups, um, specifically myself. It's right? my favorite um, warmup now. My favorite warmup. Yeah, it's my go-to. What was it? What was right? it? What was on fire the other day? You said your, your, was it your lats? Oh, my lats <laughs> were on fire from those like, oh, those like activation pull downs. Like, why am I fucking, go. my delts and my lats? I'm like, oh, those pull downs. <laughs> I was like, that yeah. warm-up? Yeah, man. Yeah, at least, at least there's no running. At least there's no heavy running. If not, Josh. No, nah, I mean, there's like a cup. I mean, there's like some sprinting in there that you can do, you know, but yeah, but short distance, man, short distance, powerful. Short. That's what I'm about. Yeah. I'm off the marathon game, guys. Yeah. No more COVID. for you. That's it. No, man. I ran two during COVID. I was like, I'm done. Like, I need, a, I what, need to back off a little bit. What made you want to do that, man? Because it's not like that, you know, there, were, there weren't any marathons going on. You just decided like, okay, I'm just going to go run 23.2 miles twice. We're gonna I, do virtual marathons 26.2. now. Come on, twenty six uh, Jesus, virtual. how did I blo- how did I fuck that up? Twenty six point two. Those last three are the most important. Yeah, I had a I had a fifty mile race planned in October. Oof. So they canceled it. Uh, so you're like, fuck it, double it, twice. Double it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's try it. I I took you can't hurt me with Goggins, and I took it to the next level. I mean, what a savage that guy is! By the way, he just came in second in the yeah. in the Moab race. That's un- yeah. That's unbelievable. Who came in first? Pretty crazy. I don't know some some absolute insane. Someone that's some, absolute insane. Someone yeah, who just like headbutts brick walls for that's a living. What I was because say, David yeah. Goggins is on another level. Who the hell is this other guy? Remarkable. <laughs> yeah, man, he did a double Iron Man. Yeah, which I still don't understand. <laughs> I don't even understand why you want to put yourself through that. I don't know. <laughs> That's some insane. people are like that. I mean, I just saw yeah. I, I just saw something. What was it Tuesday? Like the guy that Katie Katie taught swimming, Jesse Itzler, right? I'm, I yeah. probably butchered his last name, but you know, he's like, yeah. oh, we're just gonna do like a, a random Ironman on a Tuesday to like see if we can do it." Like what? What? <laughs> like, yeah. what? He had uh, he had Goggins live with him for a month. Oof. That's right. He That's did. Sick. 
That's right. He did. And uh, if you, Joe Rogan's podcast, he was on there explaining yeah. it. I have his book. I haven't read the book. I have the book. I haven't read it. Go figure. Yeah, I, I listened um, to him on Rogan's podcast. That was that was yeah, quite the episode. He's hilarious. Yeah, amazing guy. Yeah. So Arlen, what's what's the biggest next step for you coming up in um you know besides the the certs besides you know Equinox? What's the next biggest step for you besides those two things? Filling out the rest of that shirt. Yeah, right. Gun I need show. to add another 20 pounds. Hey, speaking uh, about, I like the new attire. I like the new Equinox shirts, by the way. Yeah, they're comfy. Um, <laughs> the other, the outdoor, other ones were so awkward under the armpits. I was like, outdoor, outdoor in the heat. Don't want to wear these. No. It's so hot. <laughs> well, good thing you're in Chicago then, man. You got like yeah. nine yeah. more months now of, of the cold. What are you talking about? My 10 layers that I wear to the bus stop? <laughs> yeah. Not. Oh uh, man, what's the next step, guys? I, you know, moving I back know. down here, hopefully for for our right. sake, we miss you, man. Hey, yeah, that would be great. You know, <laughs> yeah. time yeah. going out, throwing some weights around. Hey, um, you'll be the one guy bringing all that love back to Miami. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, hey. <laughs> don't, don't for, listen. From my from my standpoint, that fades away after like maybe four <laughs> years. You know, people, not, yeah. all my friends now are like, "Man, you're pretty short with this." So like, <laughs> if you lived in Miami, you would under, you would understand. <laughs> That's hundred percent. That's just how like we, you used to be. So like, nice. You used to be the nicest person. Now you're just a, so such Josh. an ass. So I'm I'm originally from New York, Josh. You know, I went to Catholic school. I had all these manners, and you know, going to Miami. I'll give you one example. So you move from Miami first week in Chicago. I'm walking with my dogs with my girlfriend, and she's a Chicago native. And I'm walking with my dogs, and you know, people are like, "Oh, let me see your dog." And I'm like, "Hey." What are you doing? Like, <laughs> and they're like, we just want to say hi. And I'm like, what do, you, what do you want to sell me? Like, those dogs aren't yours. They're my dogs. They're like, yeah, we just want to say hi. And my girlfriend hits me. She's like, why are you being rude? And I'm like, I don't know. They're trying to take the dog. She's they're like, oh, it's normal. It's Sunday. People are walking around. And I'm like, oh. Uh, oh this is what ass. the rest of America is like? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm an ass. So I'm an ass. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I guess to answer the question, um, you know, I, I would love to go to back to Miami if, if Lissette was ever to, you know, decide not to move forward with Equinox. I'm not saying she's going to, but like if that's what she decides to do and that's a position that's open for me or that's a position that's allotted for me, um, you know, my girlfriend and I put our name in, you know, if we want to go for, for a, a potential career move to move to London. Well, you told me that. Uh, that would be epic. Yeah. That would be crazy. Yeah. She's still with Not Equinox? So epic. She's still with Dallas. Equinox? Yeah. Mm. She's the, she's the general manager for two clubs here as well. Great. At Amazing. Lincoln Common and Lincoln Park. You're yeah. not a big she's fan of, not a big fan of Texas, huh? Uh, you know, I have nothing against Texas. It's just like, if I had to choose between London and, Tec- and, and Texas, it's going to be London. Yeah, no so, state income tax in Texas, though, man. You yeah, know, but, yeah. I don't. Yeah, not, I don't give it. I don't know what the English tax system looks like, but uh, I mean, we wouldn't have America today if it weren't uh, terrible. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We're we're planning to stay here another year or two, and then see where see where the wind blows. Um, it's pretty great. All right, we'll but, keep a you know, we'll I, keep a spare room in our apartments for just you, in man. Case. Hey, just, just in case, just keep it open. Keep it open. We'll be over there. Jo- we'll be teaching. I'll, Josh will be extra nice. We'll make sure. Oh, I'm always nice. nicer on Arlen and I always have the best of times. The best yeah. of times. Too good of That's times. That's true. <laughs> we do have yeah. some awesome, awesome, like, I don't know, out of nowhere times oh, where we're man. like, we're in the same place, same time, 
just happens. Even when you came to yeah. even when you came to to visit Miami when you first went to Chicago, we ran into each other. It's like what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, 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 super Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. That was interesting. That yeah, was that like was great. Little, I feel like we got off the plane, went somewhere, got back on the plane. Like, yeah. It was literally that fast. Well, but uh, glad I got the great. opportunity to see you when you were here, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Same year. So, so, so brother, what great. what would you say are the biggest things that you'd love about working at the Chicago Equinoxes versus working over here, and then vice versa as well? Yeah, I, I can't throw any shade to the Miami people. So you better not. You know what I'm I'm not going to. Uh, I would say, and this is like a hundred percent honest, guys. I I said this on another podcast. People care about their health here, like truly. Like if we talk about functional movement screen, they're a hundred percent worried about their trunk stability push up here, right? So wait, Miami, so I gotta stop you. Guys, then I guess it's bullshit that they gave Miami last year the healthiest city for 2020. Oh, man. Arlen said it. It's not. Not just like, not I mean, say that. But. I've, I've always said Miami's full of a lot of flash and not a whole lot of bang, you know? It's a lot yeah. of perception of health. Skin deep. Skin deep. No, I'll, I'll go, no show. Uh, I'll show, no go. There you go. Do that way. Um, yes. Yeah, so here, everyone cares about their health. A hundred percent. Like they're worried about their movement, nutrition, regeneration, and you know, their work-life balance and like really concerned about just living in Chicago. Like there's a whole lot of like just camaraderie here about being a part of this city. Um, in Miami, it's like everyone fends for themselves. That's what I feel like as far as fitness. Right. And then what I mean by that is like people here want to live a long time to be with their family and so hold their grandkids. Yep. And Miami, it's it's much more vanity based and driven. Live paycheck to uh, paycheck, so you can literally spend your your bill your money that you made at the club. <laughs> I that's not further from that's like a hundred percent true. Like it, it is. So this is different, you know. Like in, in that sense, what I would say, like everyone needs a little bit of Chicago. Everyone needs a little bit of Miami in them mm. at some capacity. So and that's Arlen. I hope right that there. answers it. Arlen is the answer. <laughs> a little bit of Chicago yeah. and a little bit of Miami. <laughs> yeah. You can't go one sided, one sided. And you're not like you guys who are actually pretty laid back. You can actually have a conversation. Then, um, bro, let me tell you about up. this opportunity I have, man. I'm like, I'm telling you, Bitcoin, I got it. got or Forex. Oh, man. <laughs> Forex. <laughs> let me throw Herbalife in there. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Listen, I got oh, the perfect man. opportunity for you, man. It's just, it's like, it's like this thing where you just give me a, you, I, you give me, I give you some products and you give me some money and then you sell it to your friends and then they sell it to their friends. You're going to be a millionaire, man. I promise you. <laughs> that sounds like undergrad. I was like, oh man, yeah. you just keep pushing me on. Yeah, for sure. Man, that stuff. How did you, yeah. how did you get your start in training? You, you went to school. Uh, like got your bachelor's and everything or like what, you know, what really made you get interested in fitness in the first place? And then you can take it from there. Yeah. You know, fitness for me was, I, I could say like, this is like really going way back is I was a fat kid growing up really. Overweight, I think we were all fat chubby. kids at one point. <laughs> yeah. And you guys are going to laugh. Especially Todd. So my, <laughs> Todd was a real fat kid, like big cheeks. The real deal. Uh, yeah. 
Um, he was a ham would, from from uh, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for his mom. Oh, oh. <laughs> all that food. Jeez, I thought okay. I ate a lot. Well, I I know I did eat a lot, so I did feel bad for my mom too. But anyway, bad. continue. We don't want to keep interrupting you. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I would like ride my bike and get McDonald's pizza. Like I would get it all at the same time. And like not thinking anything of it, I would throw it in the trash can and my dad would just make me, he's like, Oh, you ate McDonald's, you ate pizza. We're going to go for a run. And like, he would make me run miles on miles. And I'm like, I have two ways to look at this. Either I'm going to love running. So I despite him, or this is really going to suck. Mm. So I really started building a passion for that. I was younger. Uh, and then, you know, I wanted to play professional baseball like anyone else like you guys probably had some professional sport you wanted to do uh didn't work out for me i was captain of the baseball team didn't make it at, at florida national university as far as uh, trying out i was like i'm done with it and i was kind of lost for three years in college guys I, I mean i don't know if you guys really found your passion right out of college inside college that is it took me about my junior year and i took one elective in strength and conditioning and i fell in love with it switched my whole career over to that it was like my fifth time switching my major <laughs> wow so what, were, um, wait, what was your 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 other options so i was doing like criminal justice computer oh, science wow. po- um, political science all over pre-physical the therapy sergeant arlen <laughs> yeah thank god i didn't go that route yeah so <laughs> especially now that didn't work oh man yeah that wouldn't have gone well so so wait are they are they nice over there though in chicago that? the cops are they nice they're nice to you guys they're like anywhere you would be yeah. like depends Any how tenured that cop is. Yeah, Fair. exactly. Fair. Yeah. It's been rough here these last few months. Yeah. So. Can imagine. Yeah. So you, so you were at FIU and then, and then what, what happened after that? Yeah. So at FIU, uh, you know, I took that elective in strength and conditioning. I met the owner of the NCSF. He was the CEO, but he was also in charge of the grad program there teaching undergraduate classes. And he's basically really simple. He's like, Hey, listen, like this is something that if you potentially interested in, you can switch your major from pre-physical therapy. You're, you know, in, in physical therapy, you're going to basically spend $80,000 to make 40 grand a year. And you're going to graduate two years later. So I was like, you sold me there. <laughs> so I, uh, Went ahead. That was and, a Miami um, sale right there. Oh, man. He got me. <laughs> he got me. He's another Nor'easterner, too. So he got me with that. And um, he said, uh, you know, come to office hours. This is what he told me. He's like, come to office hours at 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. every morning, Monday through Saturday. And I just go over, like, Olympic lifting, strength and conditioning, all the stuff that we learn, right, guys? And I would just show up. I was like if I change my major, I'm show up. And I was the only one that showed up. So after about six months, he saw that, like, I was extremely dedicated. He offered me a job at the NCSF, a paid internship. So I was getting credits and, uh, getting paid. And then after about a year, they didn't let me answer the phone at the NCSF because they felt like I needed to work on my communication skills. It's a cool little fact. Um, they, uh, started, grooming me to start teaching at the NCSF, which is, you know, personal training and all that. Right. Right. I mean, with, with me, I, I went the PT, the, the pre PT route too. And 
Even yeah. it was even before I got to college, right? I was in high school, and one of my teachers was like, "Well, you should just go intern with." There's like a local place in my town. The second they started like rubbing all of that electro, fl- fl- I always fucked this word up. That gel that they rub on like the old people, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Not for me. I'm out. I'm, out. I'm like." And then she was like, "Well, I think you can take like this." Strength and conditioning, right? You can train athletes. I was like, that sounds much, much better. Like, <laughs> much, but better. then you yeah, heard about dude. the pay. Oh yeah, and then I got to grad school. And I realized, like, what? Do, what do you mean you get paid twenty eight thousand dollars a year? <laughs> yep. Okay, oh bye. yeah. I'm like, I'm not. And then seeing my boss at FAU go through three three head coaching changes for football Jeez. and like, you know, almost lose his job. He's he at the time he had two small boys and a wife, and I was like, well, this this is gonna suck if this yeah. is my life. And I get to move to North Dakota. And then like bounce around and go to like Mankato and you know Forget like that. Bumblefuck Louisiana like I'm I'm good I'll stay yeah. in Miami yeah no I yeah I, I've I've been trying to like I've had a few trainers that are like oh I want to be a strength coach I'm like you do realize you make more than a strength coach right now at Equinox and that's that's tough man like it like, you have to really love I don't it. know I don't yeah I I made more in my first full year at Equinox than my boss at FAU was making that's insane. That's insane. I guess he loves a, it. At, yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't think he's in the field anymore. But um, yeah. But, you know, it's great. I mean, he had been in the field like 15 years. You know, worked, was a head strength coach for the Tampa Bay Lightning, was at the University of Minnesota under Cal Dietz. Like, had done a lot. I'm like, once I got to Equinox and I started making money, I'm like, man, really? Like, that definitely wasn't the route to go for me. Well, <laughs> you I know? think like, I like the money more than the athletes. Yeah. No. I mean, the money helps pay my bills. I don't know, necessarily think like the athletes no. do some squats. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I think there's a line, right? I think, well, well I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think $75,000 is supposed to give you everything you need. That's probably went up, but anything beyond that, it's not going to make you happier. I will challenge that and say that there's certain things that we want to accommodate ourselves to do more. And that requires us to pay more. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, I want someone to clean my house yeah. every week. So that's going to give me two hours of my day every week. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So I don't know. I, I think like there's a certain point where you got to love what you do and you know, there's a certain amount of money that you should yep. be, be paid if you're really good at it. And I think too, depending on the city you live in, makes a, a big difference too. You know, obviously, yeah, New York, LA, like New York, Chicago, Miami, LA, exactly, LA, Chicago. You, you, shoot, you know, even making, you know, a little bit under a hundred, you're like, oh, this is this is hard, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I can't go to yeah. Prime on twelve every weekend like I want to. <laughs> <laughs> making six figures, I'm, I'm, that sounds like so douchey. <laughs> yeah, shoot, hey. Me with a family, Josh. I definitely cannot be making. <laughs> oh, with a girlfriend or a wife down here in Miami, woo! Seven. Josh, well, I'll just say for both of you guys that it is expensive being a dude in Miami, and you're oh, single. Yeah. Yes, That's all is. I gotta say. Yeah, so I'm going through it Chicago. again now, man. Trust me, I'm going. I'm going oh, through it again. Now. Like, maybe being married wasn't so bad. She took a lot of money, but not this much. So that, those are the managers that are pushing for the extra bonuses. Yeah, yeah. they're like, come on, man. Come yeah. on, get a, get a marry this Argentinian <laughs> girl who doesn't speak English. Come on, man. Come on, man. Josh, did that extra session. Don't come you on. want that? You're going to need that bonus money. <laughs> See Josh at 11. I'm like, Josh, come on. Didn't you want a bottle this week? Oh, come on. Come on, man. You know me. You know me better than that. You know I'm more of a space guy than an 11 guy. Oh, <laughs> I'm about the true. duration. You know, I'm about the duration, yeah. not and, the and, not the impact. And now Josh is a DJ. Oh yeah, I've been spinning a little yeah. bit, man. You gotta listen. 
not too bad. Father figure, father figure over here. Not too, not too bad. Right, not too bad. I'm learning. I love it. That DJ name, father figure. Father figure. I feel, feel so bad for anyone that becomes my kid. But listen, man, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you got to go help a bunch of young trainers and really, you know, accomplish great things. We miss you, man. You gotta, you gotta. Yeah, hopefully, you come down soon. We gotta come. We're gonna uh, try to figure out a trip up to Chicago. So, yeah. we'll uh, we'll be um, up there. Not in the winter time. In the su- yeah, we're gonna come in the summertime for sure. Um, where can people find you on social media or or you know anywhere that they can contact you at? Yeah, I mean, social media is probably the fastest, and I guess the one that you get more uh, immediate response than anything um, at AG One Thousand. Um, you can find me on my social media platform on Instagram. Uh, obviously you can come find me at Equinox, but for the most part, I'm an easygoing guy. You come find me. I'm more than happy to answer any questions or really just connect. If you guys need help with anything, he will say hello guys. He and take, take the PPSC with this man. He's, oh, yeah. uh, extremely knowledgeable. No brother. We really I'm going to Nebraska. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you're going to see I'm some real corn fed people out there, oh, boy. Yeah. Big That's boys. right, December twelfth. I'm going to Nebraska. The so land of deep, fr- deep fried butter. Oh, <laughs> man. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Oh man, no, brother, we really yeah. appreciate you coming on, and I want to hit you with some last uh, burn round questions. But once again, man, I know a lot of uh, these, uh, you know, our audience and especially coaches are going to take a lot out of this. And guys, if you are in the Chicago area, if you ever think about moving to Chicago area and you're a coach looking to get your feet wet and want to start, you know, working with in-person people and you want to just learn from a great, you know, manager and, and a great foundation in education, definitely hit Arlen up. Um, he'll take care of you. Um, my brother, I'm going to hit you with some questions now. We're going to go through these. We'll fly through them like a burning round. So number one, what has been the favorite club that you have worked for in Equinox? Uh-oh. Favorite? Oh, guaranteed it would be Coral Gables. Okay. Woo! That's that was my, a that lit was crew. Club, you, guys had a, you guys had a lit crew down there for a long time. It was pretty lit. Uh, yeah, Coral Gables. I got to admit, I'm most impactful, most I learned the most. It humbled me. 100% hands down. Yeah. Love it. Um, if you had to pick one fitness tool and you can only train with that forever, which one would it be? Oh, kettlebell. There we go. Boom. I knew it. <laughs> Mr. Strong first over here. There we go. Oh, settle down. <laughs> settle down. Settle down. Settle down, guys. I've been barbell lifting. You can see me on Instagram. That's it. I'm tagging He's both like, of you guys. You Do it. Tag us. There we go. We're Hashtag, the I'm not using a kettlebell. That's yeah. the Yes. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, the next one. What is the craziest, wildest experience you've ever experienced in your life? Oh, please don't include me in this story. Please don't include me. <laughs> please don't include me in this story. Craziest, wildest experience? In your life. Oh man, that's, I mean, that's an easy one. Um, Josh is in it or no? No, thank God. No, Josh is not in it. That comes a close second. Um, (laughs) I'd fall under more of the dumbest things he's probably ever done in his (laughs) life. You can include me in a bunch of those. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I got to admit guys, like, you know, it it was, you know, the time I almost died, you know, I almost got killed. You know, Mm -hmm. someone, you know, that I was great friends with at Equinox, unfortunately, um, you know, was undergoing some mental issues and some, some real anger issues. And I had to let him go. And when I let him go, he came back into the club and decided to kill whoever fired him. And I included me and 
And when he killed those two managers, I was training on the floor the day that I fired him and he came in looking for me and I didn't see him, but I heard the gunshots and sure enough, when, uh, I heard gunshots, I ran out and he ended up killing himself. So, you know, I got verbal confirmation, multiple people that he was looking for me. And, um, I, I realized at that time that I was alive, that I can't fuck this up, that I'm here for a purpose. I wasn't supposed to be here, you know, and, uh, I hope I'm impact. I'm impacting anyone I meet just like this podcast right now. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's by far the craziest shit that's ever happened to me. And, um, I'm making it the most positive as possible. I gotta say, I remember that day. I yeah. was working. I was working the floor at South Beach, and I I remember seeing you. You know, maybe like a day later, and I was, couldn't couldn't let go of you, man. That that hug couldn't have been any stronger. Yeah, yeah. No, I could. Yeah. I definitely couldn't believe. It. I remember that was literally three or four months after I left Gables the yep. club. So, I remember you know, that. I remember we had a talk. Yeah, on the floor, and that was the last time I spoke to you. And then. um I think you gave me a shirt. I think you gave me the yeah. stronger everyday shirt the, that now Gio has. Bastard, you took my shirt. <laughs> Which I told him, by the way. I told him. Oh, uh, but he's yeah. a great guy, though. No, yeah. he is. He is. But I, I remember, yeah. man, when I heard that, it was just, you know, extremely crazy and shocking. I remember, like, just reaching out to everybody and making sure everybody was good. But, you know, sharing that, I know definitely um, when, when people have traumatic moments in their lives, sometimes, it, especially those, something like that, that's like targeted or, you know, it's like, man, I wasn't supposed to be here kind of thing. It it really, it really gets to you. And I think you learn to appreciate life in a whole other different way or, or go about your life in a different way. And so I think I, I, I gotta say, I really appreciate you sharing that because yeah, um, thanks, man. I know for all those out there who yeah. have had a moment like that can uh, really uh, make them feel you know, much more at ease or make him realize like, man, I'm, there's a reason why I'm here in this life today. And you saying that I think will impact a lot of people. Um, yeah. Last thing, brother, what's the biggest piece of advice you can leave off to all our listeners today? Biggest piece of advice is, uh, to be present in anything that you do and not, uh, ask to be awesome. I think everyone's apologizing for their actions and their, their, their passion. And I feel like you need to be unapologetically awesome in all things that you do and not ask for permission. And if you could do that, I think you start affecting the environment instead of the environment affecting you. And you'll just be the best version of yourself. 100%. Absolutely love it. There's, there's not a single person I think I could say that does that better than you, honestly, man. Yeah. You know, every time, every time I've been around you, it's like, man, fucking Arlen, you know, like <laughs> in all the best ways, like, God, I love this guy. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah. We want to say one more time. Thanks Arlen for coming on. Make sure you guys check him out. Make sure you go to one of our certifications with PPSC. This dude is a legend. Yeah. Can't wait we till love we can, you, brother. We we can love see you. you in person and give you another Thank big you. Love hug. Love you guys. Till next time, guys. Appreciate it. Bye. Later. Thank you for listening to Sweat It Out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review.